Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to be going through my top 15 quarterback rankings for the 2021 fantasy football season. The last two days, I've put up my running back and wide receiver videos, so now it's time to talk about the quarterbacks. If you guys are watching this video and find yourself enjoying the content, all I ask is that you guys leave a like and consider subscribing to the channel. I would really appreciate it. And then also, let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Let me know if you think a guy is ranked too high or too low or just right, and then include your reasoning and I'll make sure to get back to you as soon as I can. But let's get right into it. At number 15, I have Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons. And Matt Ryan definitely moves down a couple spots in my rankings after this Julio Jones news. You know, losing one of his top weapons, a guy that's basically been his number one for as long as I can remember, is definitely not an ideal situation. But he still has Calvin Ridley there. He has Kyle Pitts. You have some other solid, you know, depth options at receiver. And I expect Arthur Smith to come in, the former Titans offensive coordinator, and implement a solid play action scheme and really get Mike Davis involved in that run game. So Matt Ryan doesn't have the same ceiling that he had when Julio Jones was on this roster, but I still think he's a high-end QB2 and is going to be a really consistent option in super flex leagues or a solid backup quarterback in one quarterback leagues. Next up at number 14, I have Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins is basically the opposite of a sexy fantasy pick. He's not a guy that you select, you know, hoping he finishes as a top five quarterback. You just know it's not going to happen for him. But what you do know about Kirk Cousins is you're probably going to get somewhere around 4,000 passing yards and 25 plus touchdowns. And that's a really nice, solid, safe floor that Cousins provides. You've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen there, really solid weapons. Irv Smith at tight end. Delvin Cook, really solid in the run game, will take some pressure off that passing offense. And Cook is also great at catching the ball out of the backfield. So you have a lot of really solid weapons around Cousins. And he's another guy who's a great option to have as your QB2 in super flex leagues or as a backup in one quarterback leagues, or maybe even a guy you can scoop up off the waiver wire because, you know, he just doesn't have a ton of big name appeal. I think when most people hear Kirk Cousins' name, you know, it's not a super positive reaction. So he's a guy that may, you know, just be sitting on the waiver wire. You have an injury to your quarterback. He's a guy that you can feel comfortable plugging in, you know, really in any week. Moving on to Joe Burrow, who comes in at number 13. Burrow was putting together a really solid 2020 season before he had that ACL tear. I think his impressive season honestly got a little bit overshadowed just because of how good Justin Herbert was. But you know, in a normal quarterback year, Joe Burrow would have been praised even more than he was. And Joe Burrow is stepping back into this offense. It looks like he's going to be healthy to play week one. You know, if that changes, then this may change my rankings just a little bit. But I just really like the potential that this Cincinnati offense has. The offensive line isn't exactly where you would want it to be, but it's definitely improved from last year, and they definitely needed to make some upgrades after watching Joe Burrow just get absolutely destroyed back there. I mean, the guy was getting hit on like every single drop back, and so you definitely need to protect your franchise quarterback. But now when you're looking at this offense, you've got Joe Mixon at running back, a solid pass catcher. You have T. Higgins, you have Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd at wide receiver. That is a really solid three-headed monster. And we saw T. Higgins perform super well as a rookie. We saw Tyler Boyd be a solid volume option in the slot. And then you draft his wide receiver one from LSU with the number fifth pick in the draft. 
I mean, so Joe Burrow is really set up to succeed this season, which is why he is almost a QB1 in my rankings. Moving on to my number 12 spot, I have Aaron Rodgers. And I know this is probably going to seem really low for a lot of people. And if Aaron Rodgers does return to the Packers, I'll definitely move him up my rankings. But right now, we just really don't know what's going to happen. Rodgers could be back with the Packers. He could be hosting Jeopardy, or he could be playing for a whole nother team. So there's just not a lot of stability there right now. And so I do have him here at the number 12 slot, just because I think he is kind of close to those guys that are ahead of him. And with so much uncertainty going around, I basically just have him here at this number 12 spot as a placeholder. If he goes back to the Packers, he probably moves somewhere in like the seven to nine range. I mean, obviously he absolutely balled out last year, won MVP. I do think he's gonna just see a little bit of regression because his numbers from 2020 just blew his 2018 and 2019 production out of the water, but he's still gonna be a quarterback one for fantasy. So with Aaron Rodgers, we really just have to wait and see how this is all gonna play out. But right now he's here at the number 12 slot, but I will definitely readjust that if some new news comes out. Now at number 11, I have Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jalen Hurts is a guy that's honestly pretty hard for me to rank just because he does have such a high ceiling, but I also do think he does have a really low floor. We saw last year in his three full starts, he played super well. He was getting a ton of carries and was also actually passing for a decent amount of yards. I just don't know how much we can take from that small sample size and project that out for an entire season. You know, if he goes out and gets 10 plus rushes a game, I mean, he's gonna be looking like a really solid option, but we just don't know what the plan is there. We don't know how NFL defenses are gonna adjust to him. And so he's really a guy where you have to gauge how risky you wanna be with this pick. So if you wanna go safer, but still get a pretty high scoring option, I think you should be looking at the Staffords, the Tannehills, the Brady's, but you know, if you want to get a little bit risky and take a shot on a guy with a super high ceiling, but a lower floor, then I think Jalen Hurts is your guy. And I'm not going to fault you for it because I do recognize how high his ceiling is. If he can, you know, put up like 250 pass yards a game while also adding 75 rush yards, that is super valuable for fantasy. I mean, we see what Lamar Jackson did in 2019 when it all came together for him. I mean, he blew every other quarterback out of the water in terms of his production. So it's definitely possible. I just don't know if I'm willing to risk passing up these more safe and proven options for a guy who's so boomer bust. All right, next up at number 10, I have Matthew Stafford. And I really think this is going to be a bounce back year for him. He didn't play super well last year in terms of a fantasy quarterback, but I think a lot of that has to just do with what was going around him with the Detroit Lions. The weapons were not there. And so it's pretty hard for, you know, a quarterback who doesn't rely on rushing to perform if he doesn't have solid weapons around him. I mean, you saw it with Brady in New England. He was basically a bottom half fantasy quarterback with that Patriots wide receiver core. Then he goes to the Buccaneers and absolutely lights it up. So I'm kind of expecting a similar thing to happen here with Matthew Stafford. He goes into this Rams offense with Sean McVay, a great offensive mind. You have Robert Woods, you've got Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. They brought in Deshaun Jackson, you know, so you're probably going to get one or two good games out of him before he gets injured. And then you also have a solid rushing attack with Cam Akers. So I really think Matthew Stafford can come in and put it all together and is really just going to elevate every weapon on this offense, which is obviously great for fantasy. You know, Matthew Stafford comes in and the tide is just going to rise for everyone else. And so Matthew Stafford is a guy I'm definitely going to be looking at in the later rounds 
if I don't get one of those like top six guys early on. Now at number nine, I have a guy who has skyrocketed up my rankings with the recent Julio Jones news. It is Ryan Tannehill. And I was pretty concerned about Ryan Tannehill's fantasy production for 2021 with how this Titans roster was looking. I was expecting them to, you know, maybe draft a top receiver, sign someone in free agency. And the only guy they brought in was Josh Reynolds. But, you know, I just had to wait a little bit and they go out and they trade for Julio Jones. And this just totally bumps Ryan Tannehill back up into a solid mid-tier quarterback one option. You have AJ Brown and Julio Jones as a crazy one-two punch. Actually, I think they said they're a one-one punch. So we'll go with that. But now you just have three elite weapons you have to worry about with this offense. You have a crazy solid run game with Derrick Henry. They just wear out defenses. And then the opponent's secondaries are gonna have to cover AJ Brown and Julio Jones. It's just gonna be a rough time for defenses and Ryan Tannehill is definitely gonna reap the benefits of it. So with him putting together a QB1 season in 2020, I don't see any reason why he doesn't improve on those numbers and repeat as a quarterback one. Now at number eight, I have Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. He's a guy, he's a pretty solid quarterback one for me. There are definitely some really clear pros and cons for Russell Wilson. The pros are that he's got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and this offense is definitely gonna trust him to throw the ball down the field. He has a long track record of being a top tier NFL and top tier fantasy quarterback. So you love to see that but he also has some clear downsides. I do think the Seahawks are gonna pass the ball less per game than they did last year. They came out and talked about how they wanna establish the run more. And also we've seen this trend the last two years where Russell Wilson has just totally fallen off towards the end of seasons. And you know, it's not just like a slight decrease in points. It's like a 10 point per game differential from the first half of the season to the second half. And that can just be an absolute killer for your fantasy team. If you're riding through the regular season with the quarterback one, you think you are set for the playoffs. And then right when you're getting into that playoff push or even the start of the playoffs and the championship, he just is totally flopping. It's just really gonna hurt your team. And so I just don't think I wanna spend a top tier quarterback price on Russell Wilson until I see him kind of correct that trend in 2021. Now we've got Tom Brady at number seven. And I just keep moving Tom Brady higher and higher on my quarterback rankings. I've actually seen some people have him outside their quarterback ones, which I think is pretty crazy. I mean, you saw what he did in his first year with the Bucks: 4,500 passing yards, 40-something total touchdowns. I mean, he lit it up and he still went through some rough patches throughout the season. They really didn't figure it out until that last stretch of the season. I mean, you saw games against the Saints. I think he had like five total interceptions just in those two games against the Saints. So there was definitely some struggles throughout the season and he still managed to put up those huge numbers. I mean, you've seen with Bruce Arians, quarterbacks need a year to fully immerse themselves into his system. If you compare Bruce Arians, no risk it, no biscuit, deep passing offense compared to what Brady played with in New England in 2019. I mean, in 2019, he was just game managing, you know, trying to hold on to leads that that defense had created. And then he goes into 2020 where he leads the league in deep attempts. That is a drastic change from 2019 to 2020, and he still performed well. And then what happened to this offense? It only got better. You've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You're going to have Antonio Brown there for the entire season. And all these guys get a full offseason. You're stacked on the O-line. You're stacked at the running back position, tight end position, wide receivers. 
I really don't see how Brady doesn't finish as a mid-tier quarterback one, and I'm really expecting big things from him. And if you can get him, you know, close to double-digit rounds, I really think that is tremendous value. I think I've done two mock drafts on this channel, and I've snagged him in both of those drafts just because I like the value so much. So Tom Brady, I'm really confident in here at number seven. All right, now I have Justin Herbert at number six. And Justin Herbert is another guy that I really like this year. I think there's a pretty distinct tier break, you know, from Tom Brady at number seven to now Justin Herbert. You're getting into that true elite guys. And for Justin Herbert, it was crazy how well he played as a rookie. And he wasn't even a rookie that came into like a crazy successful offense. He didn't just step into a system that allowed him to thrive right away. I mean, they have Keenan Allen and they had Hunter Henry. You had Austin Eckler for some of the season, but I mean, this was not a perfect team by any means. The offensive line was absolutely terrible. I think the receiving core overall, you know, it was solid, but you know, it wasn't something like the Bucks or the Chiefs have. And Justin Herbert was still able to ball out. And so now he has a year of NFL experience. He's also going to have a complete offseason, which he didn't have last year, which makes his rookie season even more impressive. And the biggest change in my mind is the total renovation of the offensive line. New all-pro center Corey Lindsley coming over from the Packers. They've replaced an offensive guard. And then you go out and draft the second best offensive tackle, Rashawn Slater, in the draft to put out one of your tackles. So this is going to be a much improved O-line. And I really think Justin Herbert is going to feast this year. At number five, I have Dak Prescott. And I think people have kind of caught on to how good Dak Prescott really is as a fantasy quarterback. I think the last couple of years, he's gone under the radar a little bit, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. I mean, in the five games he played in, he was absolutely absurd. If everything is looking good in his recovery from that ankle injury, I don't really see you know, why he would flop this year. You saw he could do it last year. You've got Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, really solid weapons. And then you have a really solid run game with Zeke to balance out that passing offense. And I think one of the most overlooked things for fantasy players is you also have to look at the team's defense because this Dallas Cowboys defense is not good. And that is exactly what you want to see as a fantasy owner, because you know what Dak Prescott is going to have to do. He's going to have to go out there and throw the ball 40 plus times every game. They're going to need to be putting a ton of points up on the board just to maintain their leads. And I mean, that is just perfect news for Dak Prescott. He's going to be slinging it the entire year. And I really think he has a solid chance to finish as a high-end QB1 this year. Now we have Lamar Jackson at number four. Lamar Jackson is another guy that I really like this year. I feel like this top six, I just like all of these guys. But Lamar Jackson, I think, has a realistic shot to finish as the number one quarterback. We saw him do it in 2019. And I think people just like to totally throw away that season. And I mean, I do get it. We have to look at that 2020 season and it was definitely disappointing. But I think here at the number four slot in my rankings is fair for him. I think I'm kind of balancing that huge ceiling he had in 2019 and also that letdown he had in 2020. But I do think we're going to see more of the 2019 Lamar this season. We saw them put an emphasis on upgrading their wide receiver core. They drafted Rashad Bateman in the draft. I've been talking him up all offseason, but I also think it really helps Lamar Jackson. He just has a rushing upside that really isn't matched by anyone. Potentially Jalen Hurts this year, but we just don't really know. 
So that's obviously huge for fantasy. Those dual threat quarterbacks are the ones that are going to be finishing QB one, two, and three. I mean, likely for the foreseeable future in fantasy football, you definitely see it shifting in that direction. And so Lamar Jackson is definitely a guy that I like as a top tier QB one finish. Next up, we have Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills, who really just totally exploded in 2020. I think overachieved what a lot of people thought he could do, was an MVP finalist, and just really totally balled out. I think the addition of Stefan Diggs really just helped him put everything together, and we just saw a ton of upside in every area. He threw for a ton of yards, ton of passing touchdowns, and also added some decent rushing volume but really performed well in terms of getting into the end zone as a rusher, which is obviously valuable because those rushing touchdowns count as six points in most leagues, whereas those passing touchdowns are normally four. And so I expect him to put up similar numbers this year. The only reason he's not in my top two is I just don't know how much he's going to be able to improve on the numbers he put up in 2020, but he doesn't even need to because if he can replicate those, he is locked in for you know a top four, top three quarterback finish. I've got Kyler Murray as my quarterback too, and in most people's rankings that I've seen, I think it's normally Josh Allen at number two and then Kyler at three or lower, but I'm pretty confident in ranking Kyler Murray above Josh Allen, and the reason for that is that I just think Kyler Murray has even more room to improve on what he did in 2020. He finished only about a point lower in points per game to Josh Allen in 2020, but I think there are some pretty clear factors that led to that. We saw Kyler Murray suffer a shoulder injury towards the end of the season, and it really kind of faded off his value. He wasn't running as much, and it definitely affected him throwing the ball. And then we also saw in his week 17 game, he left the game with an injury. And so that's kind of included in his points per game, which definitely brought him down from there. And we have to remember Kyler Murray, that was his second year in the NFL. And so there's a pretty realistic shot that, I mean, he just takes another year of growth and improves overall as an NFL quarterback. And this Falcons offense has also gone out. They brought in AJ Green, they drafted Rondell Moore, and so they've definitely improved this offense around him. And so I do like Kyle Murray as my quarterback too over Josh Allen. Finally, to wrap up my quarterback rankings, I have what I think is most people's consensus number one quarterback. It's Patrick Mahomes. I just think he provides the highest combination of ceiling and consistency. It's always possible a guy like Lamar or Kyler, you know, scores more points than Mahomes, but I just think you know exactly what you're going to get from him. He has a top five NFL wide receiver and probably the best tight end, at least in terms of fantasy, in Travis Kelsey. So he's just going to be attached to a super explosive offense. They have a bunch of deep threats. And so Patrick Mahomes is locked in as my quarterback one, and I don't really think it's going to change. All right, that is going to wrap it up for my 2021 quarterback rankings. Thank you guys so much for checking in. Once again, if you guys like the video, all I ask is that you like and subscribe to the channel. And then also let me know your thoughts down in the comment section, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Also, make sure you stay tuned for my tight end rankings, which I should be putting out tomorrow. But that's all I have for you guys today. Once again, thank you for stopping by. I'll see you guys tomorrow.